you have arrived at your destination. Hey, Jason. Yes? Who's the best member of Suicide Squad? Oh, I'm going to say Deadshot. You're incorrect. It's Captain Boomerang. (laughs) This is a completely subjective question. (laughs) We're talking Suicide Squad. Actually, Batman Assault on Arkham next on Animation Destination. Destination Podcast. I am your host, resident cartoon junkie Brandon Jones, and I am here with my friend Jason Davis. Hello. This is your first time on, uh, Jason. Yep. Uh, but, uh, you know, this is the second half of a uh, little crossover we did, uh-huh. because we host a uh, another podcast, because all I do is host podcasts now, <laughs> um, called The Nerd Brand, uh, where we talk about the Suicide Squad movie uh-huh. uh, that came out, and the branding that went along with it and everything. Uh, so go to uh, nerdbrandpodcast.com. Uh, if you want to go check that first half out, it's literally not like you don't have to listen to that like to get anything that's happening here. Yeah. But it's a little extra stuff, <laughs> and it's us t- nerding out about uh, Suicide Squad and what we thought of it and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, but today we're going to be talking about uh, Assault on Arkham, uh, which was the animated feature in 2014. It's been that long. It's like yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's been yeah. Two years since then. It's hard to believe that. Yeah. Um. That was sort. It's sort of a. Um. I would say a. Uh, it's. It's a lead-in for the Arkham Asylum games as well. Yeah. There's a lot of the same marketing, a lot of the same designs. We'll get into that uh, as we talk about it. But, um, you know, it, it, was, it, was, it was a movie that came out. It's pretty much their only animated feature that's featuring the Suicide Squad. So Yeah, I hope there's another one. Yeah, I hope there is. You know, it's, I, I'd like to see another one. And with this movie, you know, who yeah. knows? I mean, you know. They, they they have the establishing thing for it, and they might have new stuff for that. So, but uh, yeah, that's uh, that's what we're going to be talking about today. But first, we have corrections from last week. Uh, the correction from last week: uh, Paul F. Tompkins was the name of that comedian that me and Mitch couldn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Paul F. Tompkins is on the first episode of Harmon Quest. So go back and watch it for Paul F. Tompkins. He's the comedian with the gap in his teeth that we couldn't. Remember, so there you go. Shame on you. Shame on me. Yeah, that's it. Usually we're a flawless show. We're flawless, but uh, there's uh, there there was one, so I went back, fixed it. I always right my wrongs. That's how it works here. Hmm. Uh, but going on to the next uh, next little bit, we have skip an animation recommendation. We're moving right in because we got two things to talk about. Because we're not just talking about Assault on Arkham, we're also talking about Task Force X. Yeah, the episode of the Justice League Unlimited, which is season two, episode yeah. four. Uh, I believe JLU. No, yeah, no, it was like well, yeah, it may have been like a it, middle of the season. I think. Yeah, well, it was it was it was JLU season two, and it was like episode four ish. I think I want to say it was like episode four or six, somewhere along there. But yeah. you know, but it, it was in the middle of the run of Justice yeah. League, so we'd already had like some like you know some flaky kind of like uh, like some shifty stuff with the government type stuff. Yeah. Prior to that, that led into this, so so that was what's cool because it's a bit of a tonal shift. That's that's actually gonna be my, my recommendation. Go back and watch that episode because it's interesting. It's the first animated appearance 
of Task Force X or Suicide Squad, as yep. people commonly knew them. I missed uh, that show. Yeah, it was a jail. It was what great. Was it, 2005? 2005-ish, I want to say. Yeah, yeah, it's a while ago. It was about 10 years. Man. It's nuts. <laughs> like, I'm getting old. <laughs> I was in my apartment. I was fresh out of fresh out of college in my apartment watching that. So. But anyway, um, but yeah, uh, go check out JLU Task Force X. We're going to talk about it later on. But uh, go check it out right now. Pause it. Go look at it. Go watch yeah, it. It's an amazing show. It's, it's interesting. Um, but yeah, uh, moving on to our two news. This happened. I only have one on. Uh, this happened moments. Uh, it is actually that night I got the email from it because um, I'm a Patreon of Rob Paulson's podcast, Talking Tunes. Hmm. Uh, I support his Patreon. I support him through Patreon. Uh, give him a dollar every month for you know uh, producing them. He hasn't produced anything, any episodes in about seven months. Um, and there's been little to word as to why. Huh. Uh, he sent out a Patreon video yesterday, or the day after we were done filming. Uh, after, the day after we were done recording last week's episode. So it was literally, I got home that night around midnight. So in L.A. time, it was, what, four hours earlier? So huh. by 8 o'clock, he sends out uh, a little personal video to all the patrons. Um and it turns out, and he kept this extremely quiet, <laughs> this was not, like, in the news or anything. Uh, he, seven months ago, Rob Paulson, voice actor for uh, Yakko Warner uh, from Rain of Maniacs, mm-hmm. Pinky in the Brain, yeah. many other things, Raphael from oh, yeah. TMNT, lots of things. Uh, he was diagnosed with throat cancer, oh. uh, which is a shame. However, uh, that seven months has been him on chemo. Man. And uh, so he just hasn't, you know, had a lot of time, obviously, to keep going yeah. with anything. Uh, but as of right now, in the video he did, he was cancer-free. Awesome. So he, uh, yeah, so, you know, and of course, he even, like, he even, like, station is, like, you know, there's never any guarantee that this stuff stays gone. But as of right now, there is no cancer in my body. So he's in remission. Say. Yeah, he's in remission. Doctors say no cancer. It's gone. The chemo worked. So as of right now, he's cancer free, which is fantastic. Oh. So good, good, good on Rob uh, getting out of it, and he said he's going to start getting back into work and uh, getting back into doing the podcast and everything. So uh, if you want to check out Talking Tune, check him out on Patreon. He knows everybody in the animation business, and they have cool little interviews where they talk about you know uh, voice acting and animation and directing, you know, uh, comedy and music in animation and stuff like that. It's really cool. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, so uh, good, good on Rob for fighting the good fight. You never really hear that part of the story, and you know? it's never really like a good ending for that sort of thing. And it's not over yet, obviously, but you know, it's yeah. like you never know. But as of right now, you know, he, he he beat back the beast, which is great. Yeah. So good, good times. Good, good news. News for that one, so uh, that was a that was kind of a shocking email to get, honestly, because I was like, "Oh, Rob Paulson, I haven't seen anything from him in a while," and then it was just like, "Oh, that's why." Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, it was kind of brutal, but uh, good news uh, in the end. So that's it for news. Oh. All right, nothing else. Yeah, nothing else. Uh, there's probably something else big out there that happened, but we'll cover that next week because we got a lot to cover. Yeah, it's a big world. There's lots of things happening. So lots of stuff, lots of stuff is happening. It's true. <laughs> not an animation though. No, <laughs> apparently not. Because I, I looked at it today and I was like, "There's nothing here." I don't know. Um, yeah. So, yeah. But uh, anyway, moving on to our uh, our topic of the day. 
which is Suicide Squad animated <laughs> versions. That's a thing I do. It's a thing. That's a thing. That's I, a thing. I stutter into the topic. I don't All know. Right, cool. Don't know how it happened. It's just that's a thing that I do now. So I'm kind of um, sad we skipped our uh, tales for marketing in the other podcast. We, yeah, right. We did skip know, our tales for marketing in the other podcast. Not, I'm not saying I, I got right. nothing for you, but right. I mean, sure. You know, that's that's. I mean, you know, usually we do our little. We do. Yeah. I mean, that's typical. That's atypical of our stuff. But yeah. you know, we're we're flying we're flying raw today. It's just we yeah. don't know what's going on. So. Oh, man. We're we're just in the wind now. So here we go. Uh, moving on to our topic of the day, uh, we're talking first of all the first animated appearance of Task Force X in Task Force X season two, yeah. episode four. I want to say of JLU. I believe that's what it's listed on in Netflix. If you want to go check it out, Netflix. <laughs> I believe that's what it is uh, put on. So. Basically, this is an interesting one because it's an espionage episode of a superhero show. <laughs> yeah, it was very. Uh, and I read reviews like an, mm-hmm. you know, like an Ocean's Eleven feel. Yeah, you know, yeah, it is. It's a it's a heist movie yeah. type of a thing. Uh, the point of it is, you know, it, it's uh, some of the original members of uh, of uh, Task Force X mm-hmm. of Suicide Squad. Yeah, Rick Flag. Yeah, man. Always on there. Deadshot, always there. Always. Uh, Plastique, one of the original members. Um, Boomerang. Captain Captain Beamerang. Yeah. Uh, always always a member. A classic, <laughs> classic member. Might. Uh, might. I might. He's the Aussie. And Clock King, uh, returning from his two episodes in Batman the Animated Series. So uh, he's kind of an off and on kind of character for... Suicide Squad. He works for Suicide Squad quite well because he's the time guy. Yeah, he, can, he knows he knows calculations and timing and stuff like that. He's the he's the planner. So I always liked that about yeah. having him on that team made sense to me. In the episode, though, Rick Flagg was more like the Amanda Waller. I think we've seen in the movie where he was just very yeah. much like yeah like that scene where he's like, some of us don't have to be blackmailed into serving our country or something. Yeah, like yeah. That, at the end, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, like I do this because I want to. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is. It's true. It was, well, it, it's just. It's an interesting thing because, like, if you watch this thing isolated, it's really interesting because it's been a while since I watched JLU. I remember everything that happens in it. But if you watch it isolated from the rest of the show, there's this really kind of creepy tone with the Watchtower and the Justice League and everything. It's like there is kind of this kind of ominous, like... Yeah, they they're getting kind of big for their britches here. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's like, you know, and and these guys are just normal people that are scared of what they can do. And this is them retaliating. So it's like when Plastique when they appeared into the watchtower. Yeah. There's that whole scene in that moment that the illustrators took to take time to like give you a glimpse of what the massiveness of right. the watchtower was because Plastique's like sitting there just looking like, oh my god. In awe. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, wow, we're in space right yeah. now. It's like, like this is happening. Yeah, it's like it's yeah. massive. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, and it really does like paint a bit of a it paints it into it's really weird because like they're villains, but you really are painted into this, like, tone of, um, like, stress into what they're going into, you know? Because it's like, yeah, they're going to be on a space station, so there's no getting off of there except through the tele- the teleporters. Uh, you know, you got to go to Beam Me Up Scotty Land to get off of that thing. Uh-huh. Um, you know, they're just normal dudes, uh, and they're going up onto a bridge full of gods. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. So it's just like, and we're going to steal something from them. I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> it's just like, okay, sure. It's, it really is a suicide mission. It's just yeah. like, yeah, you know, it, it, it has that you know, moniker and everything because yeah, this is like the, the government doesn't want to get caught. 
stealing something from but the, the Justice character, League. But it wasn't the first, like in the epi- in that episode, it wasn't the first time for like uh, you know yeah, uh, Deadshot dead and, and some, a couple of the others. They're like this because mm-hmm. even Harlequin was like this again. Yeah. Well, that was that was Arkham. Oh, You're was that Arkham? That. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm that was crossing over then. Yeah, Harlequin in this episode. She wasn't. That's right. That's that's, yeah. That was, yeah, that's right. Plastique. Yeah. Yeah. But it was definitely with Deadshot. It was like you know he was like oh what's the rookies. Wasn't that in that? That was again in that was in that Arkham. Yeah, yeah. I kind of liked Arkham more. The Task Force X episode, there was no Suicide Squad prior. This is the first mission. Oh, okay. So gotcha. remember, he, he came in, he grabbed, he was going to be putting, because Deadshot was let in, he was going to be put in the chair, and Rick Flagg's sitting there, and he hands the guy a thing. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was yeah. The first, yeah, that was yeah. the first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he just hands him the thing, and was like, yeah, he's free to go. And he's just like, all right, cool. And he's like, well, you're not really free. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're doing this now. Yeah. For five years. <laughs> like, this is your deal. And it's like, like, after five years... You can walk, and that's it. So, and that's the whole idea behind Task Force X: is you get these villains in to uh, do the dirty work, to do work you can blame on them if it Black goes wry. Government, black ops stuff, yeah. and you you don't get blamed for it because guess what? They just did it, you yeah. know. So, and you know, if you try to rat them out, they'll just blow you up because guess what? They have explosive nanites in their body. Yeah. So that's how that. It used to be a bracelet back in the, the really? old comic book days. It was a little. Little brace, little hand grenade bracelet they put on them. So, well, in that, yeah. in, the, in this one here, and I swear I'm gonna get this right. It says in the jail. He, he had lobsters. Or he did. His, his and last it was meal. Actually, in the meal, mm-hmm. it was like it they was sprinkled laced. something that he, yeah, yeah laced it in. Yeah, laced little nanite. It wasn't uh, injected in his neck or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Just in case you were curious. <laughs> <laughs> Which you know, it's uh, that that threat's a bit uh, bit because it, it's kind of like oh well, they could be. Li-. That's the other thing is they could be lying about that in this one because they don't. Don't show it ever somebody yeah. get blowed up. It, it, it is customary in a Suicide Squad thing now that, you know, comic or movie or whatever, you got to show somebody one head has to get blowed up. Yeah. Just how it is. You got to show, <laughs> like, you gotta show yeah, the proof. You got to show the proof that that's going to happen. Typically, that's, uh, typically that's uh, uh, Slipknot, but, you know. <laughs> but not here. You can't blow up heads in uh, in a... No, this is very PG. It's a very PG show uh, till the ending. <laughs> yeah, I know, cool. right? It did get real dark at the right. ending, man. I mean, yeah. I don't. I kind of want to have the plastic. What's really interesting, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. What's really interesting is that this has a sort of a darker tone shift from everything because you know, like there are some darker episodes of JLU, but this one was kind of like it's a darker tone because it's from the perspective of the bad guys yeah. who are being led by other antagonists. Who aren't bad guys? It's legit scared people that are dealing with the Justice League and their ultra powerful little conglomeration mm-hmm. of super powered gods, and and they want to steal this armor annihilator thing that was in a previous episode. Terrible episode, by the way, uh, called War and Peace, or just called Hawk and Dove. That's what it was. Yeah, it was Hawk and Dove. Yeah, and it's awful. I hate that episode. I did too. It's stupid and bad and dumb, and no one should well, ever like well, it. Well, I had a Netflix. Uh, like run that I was on, <laughs> yeah, right. So I didn't pause it or skip it, even sure. though like, everything in me was like, yeah. do this." But I was like, the, "This the, it defeats the purpose of like, yeah, doing a thing like that." Like you know, going the, through all the episodes on Netflix. The literal best part of that episode is Michael York as Ares. Yeah. That's it. Michael York is amazing <laughs> as Ares, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Uh, moving on, uh, but no. Um, so they're there to steal this powerful armor that's powered by rage. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know it, it's cool because they have this whole like 
little infiltration, like kind of spy deal going on. Clock King's not on the tower. He's got the easy job. He's the, yeah. one, that's just, he's the one that's feeding him information. Yeah, 32 uh, seconds to get to this. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. I, I love that. And, uh, you know, it's it's uh, Plastique and Deadshot are a team. I like how they snuck in the weapons, too. That was kind of cool. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, they, they, uh, they, they, they had to go by the metal detector, and they mention, they don't show it, it's just they, they say it, it's like, I almost, I almost, you know, crapped the bed when this idiot set off the metal. He's like seventy-five cents is seventy-five cents. I'm right. to throw away money because Boomerang's an ass. You know, like Boomerang's a jerk. And he's like, I'm supposed to throw away money. He's like, no. It's like, but it's like ceramic, uh, plastic, uh, you know, weaponry. Yeah. And uh, Deadshot sneaks in a gun through like these little power bars yeah. that he unwraps and like assembles the gun. And yeah. Plastique has like a fake belly that she rips off, and it's got her Plastique. You know, uh, weaponry underneath it, and I guess plastic boomerangs too. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> it's okay. Everybody needs their gimmick. Yeah, everybody's <laughs> got their thing, and, and you gotta have that. Captain's got his. Yeah, so, you know. Uh, so yeah, um, Flag don't need no weapons though. No, uh, he is the weapon. He is the weapon. He's the powerful big guy, is what he is. Do you, do you notice who played him in this? By the way, who mm-hmm. played Flag? It was uh, it was Adam Baldwin from. Oh right. Yeah, from uh, from Firefly and all that. So, yeah. Yeah. Old old Adam Baldwin himself. He's uh, my favorite Baldwin, not of the Baldwin family. <laughs> <laughs> was he in? Ch- he was the guy. He's the same Baldwin who was in Chuck, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, same one, Chuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Old old. Uh, what was the name of Chuck? Like a Casey. Casey, Casey and Chuck. Casey, yeah. yeah. Jane from Firefly, Casey and Chuck, etc. etc. So Hamilton and Angel. So yeah. lots of good lots of good roles for him. Oh, he's in that new show with Michael Bay, the uh Last Ship. He's in that. Oh well, thank real, God you said that. Really I was like, Oh please don't tell me it's something like no. T- you know, because I couldn't see him in TMNT. No, no, no. <laughs> no. It's uh no, he's well he, he, uh, I can see, see him in a TMNT role. I can yeah. see him being somebody. Well we did be get, okay. we, we got well, Arrow. I mean well, yeah. Doing Casey, he's he's. Uh, I think he might have been in the new TMNT cartoon. Now that I think about it, he might have voiced somebody. Hmm. I know he voiced some people in uh, the new Transformers shows and everything. Uh, but uh, basically, um, you know, he, Rick Flags leading him into this thing. They have to do the whole like sneak in, sneak out kind of yep. thing. It all goes awry, obviously, because well, yeah. that's how that works. Um, it, it, it never goes according to exactly the plan, but it was cool because they pointed out their three heaviest hitters at that time. Yeah. Uh, but it was none of the Trinity, which I liked because yeah. it's like, you know, it's like, it's never, Jean's always on there, period. Yeah. You just have to deal with Jean Jones, the Mar- Martian man on her. But they had Captain Adam. Yeah. Yeah. But they had Captain Adam. That was the other one. And Green Lantern, which yeah. they didn't really have to deal with at all ever. Yeah. Uh, they, he was dealing with the evacuation. Yeah, so, he did. He dealt know. with the evacuation. There's a funny elevator scene. <laughs> the elevator scene. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I just love the look of because it's great because this is bold for animation because like animation you want to get like as much as possible like on screen happening. Yeah, because, they took the time for but details. But they took the time for those details like like Plastique being in awe of everything and then that moment on the elevator where they're sitting there for like a good seven seconds of no dialogue and they're just wide-eyed st- standing right next to <laughs> standing right next to Green Lantern like oh god like what's and then it's brilliant because like Deadshot kind of gets this like little smirk on his face like I bet I can mess with him like he gets that little daredevil <laughs> yeah. kind of thing in Plastique's like what are you doing yeah they all have that look on your face like, like what is wrong with you what are you doing <laughs> oh it's so good I also like the little and this was really good and this really set up uh, Deadshot to be a real scumbag which you know, uh, something that's kind of like the 
Gail Simone started to do it like a little bit in Sinister Six and a few comic books, but they start to like kind of shift him away from being an absolute sleazebag into something like a little more like I guess noble thief kind of thing. Yeah, kind of annoys me because he's an assassin. Yeah, like, he shouldn't really. He kills for money. That's what he do. Yeah, I like him having the one moral. Like I have a daughter. That's the one thing. Mm-hmm. Fine with that. Uh, they don't really mention that. And in this, he's a cold-blooded killer in this. Straight up. Yeah. Straight up. 100%. Because they have this whole flirtatious thing between him and Plastique. You know, through the whole episode. They're always kind of kind of like hum, like rubbing up on each other. Like, yeah, right, killer? Whatever. Uh, that's right. You know, uh, pretty. You know, whatever. You know, they're, they're flirting the whole time. And then at the end, uh, when she's got a plastic plastic bomb uh-huh. and she's wrestling with Jean, he just shoots it. He just shoots the bomb. It's like say la vie. Yep. Like, not even half a second thought. Just like, well, you're you're expendable now, and it boom. Yep. Blows her up with Jean, and it's like, whoa, that's cold. Like, oh well. Yeah. It's like that's cold, man. Brutal, brutal, absolutely brutal. But uh, yeah, um, it, it, it's interesting just because it. It's also interesting because. They got beat by a bunch of normies, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but I, you know, the episode, the, the fight scene in the corridor, they had the shining night. Yeah, and, shining night, and vigilante, and vigilante, Adam Smasher. Yeah, yeah, I, um, vigilante. I mean, uh, yeah, vigilante and shining night to me. Yeah, uh, just seem out of place on a space station. Well, I mean that that that's what Justice League is. That's I know, like, but JLU is this that whole, whole that whole scene was like. <laughs> Um, if, it, if it's isolated, it's real weird. Yeah. It's true. It's true. But Shining Night and Vigilante have some good episodes, I think, after that as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. They have some really good episodes, actually. And uh, You know they're the B-team, though. That's what's Right, exactly. Funny. They're like the C-listers. And it's oh, like, yeah. They, you had to take that it That comment was made, wasn't it, in that oh, episode? Like, you're the C-lister? Yeah, like C- yeah, he said something like, I'm not getting stopped by some C-list, whatever, or, you know, something <laughs> like that. And the only reason they're able to contend with Adam Smasher, yeah, he's like a B-lister, but they got the armor. They got the they yeah. got the, the armor that's fighting him so it's like that's the only reason they're able to even take on Adam Smasher because otherwise he would just grow and stomp them and that would be it but uh, yeah it, I thought that was interesting just because like hey they it was cool because like yeah they didn't fight their heaviest hitters the Trinity wasn't there you know they would have got swept if any one of the Trinity was there uh Period. Mm-hmm. Like, Batman would have noticed that they weren't, you know, whatever. Superman would have overheard them. Lots of things, right? Yeah. And, and then their plan was specifically to isolate all the care, all the people. Blow up the reactor. Then he's got to go over here. That means Captain Adam has to go over here. It also distracts everybody from stealing the armor. So, literally, everybody's going to be dealing with this evacuation. Yeah. We don't have to contend with anybody. Well, they kind of brought that up in the beginning of the episode. Right. They were like, okay... As they're going through the whole Ocean's Eleven scene of who's doing what, right? Yeah, they're, yeah. They're rehearsing that, right? He yeah. comes off and he just ad libs and says, "Okay, so all of a sudden you go in. There's Superman. Superman. Blue. What do you do?" Thought said Superman wasn't going to be there. Yeah. And he said, well, last change, last like, change in the in the in their security rotation. Right. What do you do before or after I clean out my shorts? <laughs> <laughs> and that was some good foreshadowing too. Yeah. Because her answer was, "I grab a hostage." Like, yeah. you know, it's like, it's like, I grab a hostage and, you know, make my way. It's like, and, and that's what she did when they were cornered by Jean. She, like, opens up Adam Smasher's mouth and is like, I'm going to set, you know, it's like, this bomb's going in his mouth unless you stand down. And then it's like, I'm going to set it for, like, 30 seconds. And then she gets jumped, but whatever. Mm. But, yeah, it's like, that that was her plan. And it was just like, and even, like, even Deadshot, like, back then was kind of probably thinking, like, and that's the point where I take you out. Yeah. <laughs> like, because that's when you become dead weight. And it's just, like, it's real cold-blooded stuff, but it, it's real interesting the way they did it just because it was, like, like there's this, 
I don't know, because Amanda Waller wasn't, like, super evil in that version of her. Like, she wasn't, no, like... No, like, surprisingly, no. Yeah, she uh, was, like, in the comics, she'll, like, just off people, it don't matter. Like, she, yeah. But in that version, she's not that. Because um, there was one episode where Doomsday and Superman were fighting on an island, and then a nuke got sent, and Batman called her up and was like, why are you sending a nuke? And she's like, like you handle it how you want to, and, I, and I'll handle it how I want to, and hangs up. And Batman just goes... She didn't know. <laughs> it's, it's like, oh, or somebody else sent the nuke. She didn't. So mm. it's like, you know, so she's not going to like just waste, you know, life for no reason. You know, just, uh, you know, whatever. It was Eiling, the guy who was played by J.K. Simmons, the hmm. general guy. But you mean it's, Jim Gordon? Jim Gordon. As yeah. So Jim. Beefy Jim Gordon. Good yeah. So monster. What a monster he is. I love J.K. Simmons. He's the best. Uh, but yeah, it's an interesting episode. Uh, I think it stands pretty well, especially since it was like, I'd known about Suicide Squad for a while. My dad was always, got, had all the comics. Yeah. He was a big fan. He showed it. Uh, I read it like quite a bit. It was the introduction, the, the original Suicide Squad. Well, the, the original Suicide Squad as a team of villains, uh, that was the first appearance of Oracle. So, hmm. uh, Barbara Gordon as Oracle, as you know her. So, cause like there was this, they needed a tech person and it was like, oh, that's Oracle. Well, who's Oracle? It's Barbara Gordon. What? You know, because he didn't... Yeah. That, that was the whole thing. Like, the, the People didn't even know Killing Joke was canon, and it wasn't until that point. Huh. Killing Joke was just a standalone thing that Alan Moore did. Yeah. And people loved it so much, it became such a big thing, they were like, well, let's keep that whole reason as to why Batgirl's no longer a thing. And she's in a chair. And she's in a wheelchair. Right. So, yeah. So, yeah, I didn't know that. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, it, it was never supposed to be like a canon story, and then DC would, liked it so much that they just put it in, and like yeah. that that became a thing. Yeah, because my yeah. introduction to Suicide Squad is this episode. I mean, for me. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah that's the first time I you probably even... Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't follow it in the comics. I mean, I right. follow Batman in mm-hmm. the trades, right. all the way back to some trades that I'm still trying to acquire that are like hundreds of dollars yeah. now, and I feel like an idiot, because I remember seeing <laughs> them in the bookstore, and I could have bought it if oh. I had just had gotten it when I had bought... Because, you know, I bought... Yeah. The, you know... <laughs> I'm starting to have frustration at myself. Something's happening. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, I like I brought up to you. Uh, there, the, there's one out there called uh, Snow. Oh yeah, the Snow. Yeah, and so yeah. you've got like year one, and then you got year two. Year two. And, and year two is about him facing off the Reaper, mm-hmm. and he's carrying yeah. Batman is carrying a gun. There's the right, iconic. Yeah, yeah cover where he's got a Glock in his hand right. and people just lost their minds on that. <laughs> and then the following one after that was called Batman Snow and it was an origin story for Mr. Freeze. And so, right. Yeah, yeah. That's the... Yeah. That's, that's my story. That's your story. That's my story. <laughs> so that's what I followed into. So I didn't really get exposed to, to Suicide Squad sure. yeah. through uh, that because even though I know it's an arc of, of yeah. this... I uh I just stuck with the bat. Yeah, you know? yeah, basically, so. yeah. So, um, yeah, it was interesting and kind of bold considering you never see them in their costumes ever. Like, you don't see the squad. You never see Boomerang in his goofy little boomerang scarf thing in this episode. Uh-huh. Deadshot never has his mask on or his yep. targeting. And Plastique doesn't have her weird purple outfit, whatever that is. So, <laughs> it's like purple spandex things she doesn't yeah uh, she's kind of wearing like a dress and like yeah. go-go boots at the beginning which is kind of akin to what she you know she just got back from clubbing basically but it's it's like it's like that's like kind of just the only homage to her original outfit that's there so yeah. that was interesting the whole time they're just wearing like you know justice league crew member you know suits because that's what they did they infiltrated through that way but mm-hmm. uh yeah interesting episode i like it it's very very intriguing just to see that first 
uh, in interpretation of Suicide Squad on a PG show uh, that kind of goes PG-13 for a second. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it like, does. It does, and they don't show anything, but she gets blown up pretty pretty good. Yeah. And they make sure to put, like, little moans and, like, oh, she's still alive, like, kind of yeah. thing. But, yeah, she got... Doubtful. A pla- yeah, she got a plastic explosive, like, blowed up next to her face. Like, yeah. it's pretty brutal. <laughs> like... Um, they got away with, uh, quite a bit, because, uh, it was on a, a later time, so, huh. uh, and it's a later time slot on Cartoon Network, so they get away with a little bit more on that later, because I think it was around, like, 9.30 was when that show, show, uh, played huh. up, so, um, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, uh, now the time slot is, like, what, 10 o'clock to try to get away with stuff on mainstream channels, like, ABC. yeah, it, it's kind of reduced, like, 8 o'clock is really, like, kind of, like, where they, like, for, because that's when Adult Swim now starts on Cartoon yeah. Network, like, they don't even do... Kind of like Cartoon Network gave up on kids programming at eight o'clock. Like they're just like, hey, King of the Hill. It's like put, put that on at eight. Everybody <laughs> likes Boomer. Everybody likes Boomer. King of the Hill. Do that. Cool. Awesome. Um, R-rated R-rated stuff's kind of making a little bit of a comeback too. Like or making a, more of a, a rise. What with Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty's a huge show. Uh, yeah, people love that show. It's hilarious. I need to do an episode on Rick and Morty. Well, it's like the it cards. If if it gets an R rating, it's like the the, the movie Good Killing. The, the yeah, the Killing Joke. Yeah, yeah. You guys just uh, did that one recently. And, yeah, and uh, it was like, so what? <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, I mean, cartoon boobies. Why is that a problem? Well, I mean, well, I mean, <laughs> if it's meant for adults it, to watch anyway, there's a bra. She had a bra on. She yeah, had she? full boobies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't full boobs, but you know, yeah. it was more for the for the uh, just the you know the, the, the violence. The it's de- it was the R rating for Killing Joke. I don't think was entirely warranted, but. Uh, I, it was definitely for that scene where she got shot because it's very graphic. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, like, it's just like we don't want we don't want to make the accidental like oh, I brought my kid to take to into that and it's like why'd you do that you moron? But you know you never can blame idiots for being idiots. So. Oh, it's like what the, what, yeah, well it's like what they did with Deadpool. Deadpool, I know they yeah. wanted a kid friendly version. It's like nope. nope. <laughs> but then they came out with that statement. They're like, "This is not a movie for kids. Please yeah. don't be that guy and bring your kids and ruin it for everyone else." <laughs> exactly. And you know, you kind of yeah. have to think about maybe they should just do that for some of these cartoon uh, yeah. you know, films because it's like, yeah, it's it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I mean, I, I, I'm interested to see what else is going to come of this. Uh, like, especially since you know, Suicide Squad the movie. I think we'll get another Suicide Squad animated feature hmm. uh, because they typically like to run with that sort of thing. Uh-huh. Uh, with Killing Joke being released in theaters it did very well in theaters uh for the two days that it was out it did very well for fathom uh this might open up more doors for that to happen with other more famous uh incarnations so they have to do with the famous ones though i I don't think they can do it with just like the random like um gods and monsters jla thing which i love justice league gods and monsters but that's not going to do anything in theaters like no one's going to go see that in theaters i loved it i thought the movie was awesome but you know they're not gonna go back and do that so (laughs) but yeah moving on to our dc animated feature of the day uh this is a retro Callback for obvious reasons because the Suicide Squad movie hit. Um, so You're I pretty animated for a podcaster. I, I like to be yeah. kind of. He doesn't do this for Nerd Brand, but I, I'm watching him here for this one here, and he's just like all over the place. I like cartoons. Yeah, Jason. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I need to dart you at some point. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't know if you understand. 
that I like cartoons a lot. Oh, they're amazing. Um, I do. I like them too. Good you know? stuff. But um, this is Assault on Arkham. Yes. Uh, this was never meant to really be like a resurgence of Suicide Squad in any way, I don't think. It might have been because there was talks of Suicide Squad movie at that point. Uh, I think it was right around that time they started filming, right? Or started filming in 2014? Uh, yeah, yeah, well, 14. they were, they, I don't know if they started they, they, filming. They got greenlit. They, they got, yeah, they got greenlit. They, they, green they were on starting there. on. And Arrow had, a, had them in there. Arrow yeah. started to have it. They had to dump that immediately for some reason because <laughs> you, studios are stupid. And yeah. they, can't, they can't understand that people can actually ascertain that two different things are two different things. I am completely fine for any <laughs> DC person listening. Which you know, look, TV and and movie separate. Yeah, it, since you didn't do it already, yeah. just keep it separate. It's like, fine. If you brought in Grant Gustin at the beginning yeah. as Flash, We'd awesome. Have different conversation. But you know what? You didn't do it, so now just leave it. <laughs> and, and and honestly, is it working that really well for Agents of Shield? I mean, they kind of are on their own now. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, they're within yeah. the universe. I get that. Right, yeah. But so. when have you seen a storyline <laughs> of Agents of Shield appear in a cinematic yeah. feature? It's because it's because Marvel Cinematic doesn't like that show. Yeah. They, they get all like pissy about it. Like yeah. it's just like, corporate. Yeah, it's just all this corporate nonsense. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, the Netflix things are a separate thing too, so yeah. you know, and doesn't make and, any sense. And apparently, they're mad because they're not getting Ghost Rider. I don't know. That's a completely different conversation. <laughs> uh, moving on to Assault on Arkham. Uh, <laughs> Assault on Arkham uh, again uh, is a take on the Suicide Squad. Um, kind of wish it was R rated, uh, just because just of the violence. I mean, it's just why not? pretty R. I mean, because they kind of pulled back a little bit. A little bit, but they they I mean heads blow up. They do. <laughs> The heads blow up, but they still got a PG-13 rating, and I just kind of feel like they should have just chucked it and said, you know what, fine, because, I mean, the violence was like... It's like holding a punch. Is well, what, that, that's the thing. Is just like 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 to After get a while. They were like, okay, we got to off. get an R rating nowadays, for, especially for for a single you know uh, unrelated feature animated movie. To get an R rating, you basically have to have really screwed up violence, not just violence, but like really yeah. screwed up, demented violence, like in jail, uh, gods and monsters. Or yeah. bad language, <laughs> like, and there's not a lot of bad language in this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, ratings so. are crazy. I remember yeah. days when yeah. you know PG-13. I remember <laughs> Walt Disney doing their first movie with nudity in it, and it was with Tom Hanks, mm-hmm. and it was the uh, Mermaid one. Mer- yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, which escapes me now. Just yeah. kind of went away. Splash, right? splash. Thank That's you. The one, yeah. and it was like. Um, PG thirteen. PG thirteen. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Well, that just shows you the rating what? systems are kind of yeah, garbage. I mean, well, that's they just they were just arbitrary. <laughs> it was just early. Yeah. That's all it was. It got more and more. As, but I mean, even did, now so. today, I mean, yeah. a lot of films that are rated R, you kind of would look at and go, why did I get rated R? And then yeah. you look at another one, PG thirteen. There's like right. there yeah. could be a full frontal scene, and you're like. <laughs> PG thirteen. I think full frontal is automatic. <laughs> I'm but sure. like, it probably is. I'm just you know. I'm just saying. This is a PG <laughs> podcast, by the way. If we want to uh, come back on that, <laughs> some of the ratings and yeah. how they how they do it and judge it, mm. it just seems just yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. Um, you know, because the thing is, like, there was an R rated uh, Batman uh, uh, Return of the Joker. Its original cut got an R rating. Yeah, it did. And it's not even half of what this movie is. Right, this movie's yeah. brutal compared yeah. to that. So, yeah. but that was during a time where it was just like it was taboo, especially to a, a in a show that was attached to a kids program on WB on a network program, not 
on a not a cable show, a network program, a network program, you can't have somebody be murdered viciously with a with a gun. You know that happens in that movie. It's just not something you could do. But with this, is an isolated thing. It's a little later on, so just things relax a little bit. Yeah, and, you yeah, know. They, so they, 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 yeah. And, and yeah, and so that's just how it is. But uh, basically, this movie opens up um, with the Riddler uh, getting taken out by Batman. Uh-huh. Uh, Waller's closing in on him for uh-huh. some reason. He's got a bunch of tax, task force people, and uh, she lists out a line that I enjoy. Because it's kind of the problem people have with Riddler nowadays. Riddler's one of my yes, favorite villains. Yes, the Google of all, thing. Yeah. Riddler's one of my favorite villains of all time. <laughs> but he has a problem. Yeah. Google exists, <laughs> so it's like any riddle he spits out is just like it has to be made up. Yeah. Like you have to make that thing up and make it not anything that's relatable. He's like, via oh, Google. you've heard that one? Yeah, you've heard that. I was like, no, I have Google. Like the rest of the world. <laughs> it's just like ah, there you go. So. Yeah. Um, but I like how they did Riddler in this. Um, you know, he's very wormy, very kind of. But again, it this, it opens up. It's kind of a it's kind of a, a an offshoot of the Arkham Asylum games. That's what this thing was made for. Yeah, more so than a Suicide Squad movie. It's basically that. Um, so it opens up with Riddler. Batman takes him down, uh, and he wants to. He's asking him questions like, "Where is it? I know you know where he did the thing that you know I'm talking about, but the audience yeah. doesn't know." Right. So. <laughs> Like, you could be more specific. Typical questioning yeah, with right. Batman, like, like, where are the other drugs going? Well, that's even. Like, more, you didn't even get the drug part, right? Yeah, it's like at least you know what he's asking about, and that is yeah. like, I know you know he knows where he knows where yeah. he put it. You know that thing that we're talking about that I need to find with the thing and the and, guy, and it's just like, and really, she's been like, I know a lot of things, so you come back on that a little bit and just but now um, so basically Batman's looking for something that's the gist we get yeah. uh, I get it narrative yeah whatever then we get into the Suicide Squad promo video intro basically because Waller's kind of like upset uh, that you know Batman took Riddler and took him into uh, to Arkham she's just like well I need to get him out so call the squad mm-hmm. and it goes into this horrible annoying club music montage montage the yeah. montage is fine like the visuals of the montage perfectly okay um, the music is awful yeah the music throughout this whole thing is just awful it's yeah. this this club beady and they couldn't get licensing for yeah, something. Yeah, it's just like, oh, God, it's so bad. I'm really glad the Suicide Squad movie had better music than this, because it's awful. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> this is terrible. It's just like really bad club music, like really cheap, bad club music. Very terrible. Uh, but the Suicide Squad in this uh, that is assembled in the room is uh, Deadshot, Killer Frost, Harley Quinn, Captain Beamerine, uh, King Shark, who was originally going to be in the Suicide Squad movie, yeah. uh, they opted for Croc instead, but King Shark, Black Spider, um, who's a, kind of a, not really a character, I think he's supposed to be Black Tarant, I don't know, it's a weird one. That it, one. it was, when yeah, I saw that, I was weird, like, yeah. you're what? Yeah, Black, I like him in it though, yeah. he's really awesome, and KG Beast. Um, who I mentioned probably should have been in the Suicide Squad movie to do exactly what he did, did here. here. Yeah. <laughs> so Waller comes in and he's just. But he like, wasn't the first one. No, no. Was, or was he? He was. He was the first yeah, he one. was the first one. Yeah, he was yeah. the first one. So Waller comes in. It's like, all right, you've all been assembled to do this thing that I want you to do. And you know, as uh, uh, as I said, as you said earlier, 
Deadshot's been there before. Harley's been there before. Yeah. But this then, again? And Boomerang's yeah. been there before, but these other guys, they don't. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's already, like, a pass between, like, Deadshot and Boomerang. They already hate each other. <laughs> like, there's already, like, oh, you, Harkness, uh, Floyd, you know, just, like, they don't like each other. So... <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, I don't think anybody likes Boomerang. No, no one likes Boomerang. He's a, he's a jerk. From the comic version, he was always just been like this, the backstabby, you know, just the most ill-moral of all of them. Yeah. You know, the guy who throws boomerangs is like the biggest villain of all. <laughs> like, I don't know what it is. <laughs> uh, probably because he throws boomerangs. <laughs> he has to overcompensate. Um, so basically, um. Well, that's what Carla Quinn tells him later. She's like, when they find out and they're getting into the, the yeah. asylum, she's yeah. like, yeah, I used to be a doctor here. Yeah. And by the way, anybody that throws boomerangs has really serious. Yeah, yeah serious issues about <laughs> letting go. Let go. <laughs> Real serious issues about letting go. That was good. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> Um, so basically, our uh, mission is go to Arkham Asylum, yeah. uh, get the Suicide Squad files from Riddler. That's what he has, supposedly. Yes. It's not what he has! No! So it's, it's, a, it's a ruse! We're spoiling the whole thing! <laughs> yes. Sorry! Um, but no, so it's like, go find the Riddler's cane. He has the, it's in the, it's in the tip of his cane. Go find it, it's where, it's where the file is. So, they're like, alright, so that's why Harley's here. Makes... It's clear reason why Harley is in this mission because uh-huh. she has absolute memory, you know, geographical memory of what of what Arkham is like. So not as dumb as she sense. looks, not as dumb as she looks. And uh, but KGB is like, I am Russian, I am mad, and I am leaving. You know, I was like, <laughs> and you know, and she's like, all right, go. Like I don't see, call my bluff. You know, doesn't think he's got the boom, the boom boom stick in his neck, so he leaves, and his head blows up because yep. that's. The point mm-hmm. of having a character have his head blow up so that you know... Just should have put him in a red yeah. Star Trek shirt. Right, exactly. It, it, he's, <laughs> you got, you're right. You gotta have the red shirt. You gotta have the red shirt, man. You have the red shirt to walk out yeah. there and get zapped, and that's it. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's funny. Um, so, Oh, God, I just realized they made a red shirt joke with, with Chekhov in the last movie. Oh. I just realized that. That's brutal. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. I didn't catch it. Thankfully, that wasn't in Beyond because that would have been real bad if it was yeah, in Beyond. Oh, been, yeah, because oh, they made that joke in, in Into Darkness. I forgot all about that. All right, moving on. Yeah. I, oh, that's dark. Oh, I went down a dark tone there. I'm yeah, sorry. you did, man. You I apologize. Went down. Well, I just I realized that'll be on the next podcast about yeah. conspiracy, right? Yeah, it's like paranormal. Uh, yeah, call Jesse Ventura. Yeah, the lines are all there. They connect. <laughs> Anyway, I'm Jesse Jesse Ventura. It's all connected. It's all connected, you see. What do we say about the things at the end of shoestrings? They're proved... Aglets. Aglets. The true true purpose is sinister. Sinister. Thank you, question. Um, (laughs) Anyway, um, so basically, Arkham Asylum mission. Gotta go get that stuff. So, uh, uh, basically, there's a bunch of Arkham Asylum video game connections to this. uh, Arkham City. Mm -hmm. Especially when they go meet the Penguin. Because Penguin is the exact same design, exact same voice actor, and behavior... As the Arkham City video games, so it's like it's deliberately like this is taking place in that universe. In case you were wondering, so and all the designs of the villains yeah. are precisely that. And he, well, you even know, Batman, I, yeah, ba- Batman's very influenced by it because he's he. I love how they did Batman because he has the white eyes, but you can still see his pupils underneath mm-hmm. the white eyes. Mm-hmm. Kind of has this little bit of depth to it, you know. So you know, well, it's kind of like I mean, the game, the get that game. I swear, it, it has influenced. Yeah. Well, even it it's, influenced BVS. Yeah, I mean, you know, so. it did in a lot of cases. 
because it was really good. Yeah. <laughs> it just it was a really good take on a character and it was, you know, and superhero games don't typically do well or are done well. Uh-huh. Uh, Batman has a few other good super, you know, video games, but that was just like the pinnacle of it. And oh, man, I remember playing yeah. a Superman video game like way back when we're talking like first Nintendo era. Oh yeah, that old school thing. Oh yeah. man, woof. Oh, <laughs> I remember that one too. I remember that one too, man. It's brutal. Yeah. Um, yeah. Come a long way. Yeah. Come a long way since then. Now you got video games like helping you like choreograph <laughs> fight scenes and, and, and a big cinematic release. And then this week, uh, they released the first chapter of that Batman uh, Telltale game. It's all like decision based, yeah. you know, uh, storytelling. So I definitely want to play that too. But uh, so they meet up with the Penguin. Uh, he gives them information about how to get into Gotham. Like, you know, here's how you get into their system. This is how you do da da uh, He's mad at Harley because her and Mr. J stole money uh, from him. But she's like, we're broken up, so sorry. You know, it's like, <laughs> and he's like, get out of my sight, he says. You know, yeah, so, you know, like so how they give an English accent. Yeah, it's like, it's like a Cockney dub. It's, it's like they wanted, um, uh, what's his name, Bob Hoskins to play him. If yeah. They ever, if, if they ever wanted to do Penguin, they wanted Bob Hoskins to play that version. Yeah. Sadly, Bob Hoskins has passed away, but still. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, so that's basically it. Then we go into more terrible music as they leave. Uh, <laughs> so I pointed out at every point where they have terrible music in this movie. It's just terrible. Um, Deadshot and Boomer kind of have their little beef going because they're like, you know, it's like, oh, you think you're tough, man? I and, and then of course he puts him down. Like Deadshot's just like so super cool and collected through this whole thing, you know. And it's just like, you know, yeah, he's like, uh, if you like again, were to compare it, I guess if you compare it to Ocean's Eleven, he's sort of yeah. like the Sinatra. He is. He's the Sinatra. He's the guy that's just like, I'm. I don't care about any of your BS. Uh-huh. I'm gonna get through this. I'm gonna get this bomb taken out of me. I'm gonna go home, and that's a, that's a, that's his whole mentality through this. Um, so yeah. Uh, then as they're all suiting up to go into Arkham, uh, Killer Frost gets a little uh, little call from Waller. Uh-huh. For some He's like, hey, Waller, got a little proposition for you. I was like, oh, okay, interesting. Uh-huh. And uh, that was interesting just because uh, you know um, Frost is like kind of the most ruthless out of all of them. Because she's just, she's Killer Frost. She straight up just murders people, and that's uh-huh. what she'd do. Uh, <laughs> you know. uh, she had a couple scenes where I thought the character was going to die that, that did not. Yeah, well, she... And then there were scenes where it was like just straight up froze the head, guy fell on the floor. But, <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, that's what I meant by pulling back a lot. Because I'm like, yeah, right? it yeah. was like they're trying to walk that fine line to not go where you are. Right. Where I was just like, you know, if you're going to walk that close, you well, might as well just tip over. I mean, because... they, they pretty much did. I mean, what else can they do about it? I mean, he literally... Yeah. It's like, like, they kill a lot of people in this movie. Uh, there's a lot of dead people in this thing, which is, makes it hard to connect with them. You know what I mean? Which yeah. is why, which is why I think the movie took the direction of like shooting aim, you know, monster faces because people that are already technically yeah. Because if they're like just murdering people or like murdering like guards at Arkham in some Amanda mission, Waller did more murdering in that film, that feature film. I'm saying right, the Suicide Squad. Yeah, which which kind of empathized you to them. It was, yeah, it was a it was a good call because you can't go into a movie not empathizing with the characters. That's mm-hmm. the problem. But in this, you're not really meant to empathize with the with them. They're just being told the story through it. You're empathizing with Batman, who's just sprinkled out through you know throughout. Yeah, and so. in the contrast to the movie, the cinematic movie, and this mm-hmm. thing, Batman has more of a role and more of a place in it. Right. Then and so does Joker. Whereas mm-hmm. the cinematic movie, Batman was in it a couple times. Exactly. The Joker was sprinkled, sprinkled very lightly, lightly, and, and they, that was it. And they did some parts in here which I kind of wish they just copied yeah. into the movie. I would have been if they just copied it verbatim and put it in that movie. I'd have been like, no yeah. kidding. 
Because yeah. I would have loved to have seen the scene, but, you know, but anyway. See it live action, see what happens. <laughs> you know the scene I'm talking to. We'll get to it. <laughs> it's like, yeah. that's good. Uh, so basically, Harley uh, starts breaking up a, like, she's wanting to get taken to Arkham. So she starts, like, breaking up into a into a, a toy chest, a toy, you know, thing to get, uh-huh. caught, to get caught by the police. Or Batman. Batman shows up and he's like... Where is it, Harley? Where is the thing? And it's like, and it's like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about because she really doesn't. She has no idea what's going on. It's like, where's Joker? It's like, uh, he's in Arkham. Like, what? Is, or is that, where where do he leave it? So doesn't know where it is. And I like it where he does that thing where he like these shades on his eyes come down and he starts analyzing their pulse. Yeah, pulse. Yeah, and she so he's says, got a lie detector in and his pal. And that's that's in the game as well. That's yeah. a whole that's all throwback to the game. He's got all of the the yeah. augmented reality stuff in the game, so they literally just put that in as well. Yeah. So but uh basically Waller uh tells like, like what's he talking about, Waller? It's like the Joker has a dirty bomb somewhere. It's like <laughs> what? He's like there's a dirty bomb in Gotham. It's like, yeah, it's not your problem. Get my file. <laughs> it's like she's, she's just like so. This whole other thing's happening, and they're like, what? Yeah. I was like, yeah, I don't care. Get my file, and then you'll get out of Gotham. I'm not, sh- I'm not shooting blind against the Batman. Is what he yeah, said. that's what he said. I'm not shooting yeah. blind because I make gun yeah. puns. Yeah. You get it? Yeah. Uh, and then and then uh, and then um, <laughs> oh, before that, by the way, he uh, he actually uh, slept with Harley. That that was the thing. Yeah, uh, cover your ears, kids. Yeah, uh, but yeah, they, but yeah, that, that happened. So, yeah. which was interesting, uh, just because yeah. it was like it was like well, it was interesting because I'd never really seen that before. Like there was all like you know like Harley hooking up with somebody else. Like it's always been implied that she obviously hooks up with with Joker, but it's just right. like like hooking up with somebody else. I've never seen that before. So I was like, huh, interesting. Yeah. How is this going to play out? There's a lot of illusion and, and nudity in this. Yeah, and and as well, not that part, but it's like like how's how's the aftermath going to play out? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Not the not the nudity. Well, I'm just saying, you know, for a cartoon, it's kind of like a you yeah, know it you pushes know. it. Yeah, it pushes the it pushes the uh, the boundaries. Yahtzee. So <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Uh, <laughs> you want to say that? Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, so, so Harley's taken into Arkham uh, with Deadshot posing as a guard. Right. Um, and then she gets spotted by Joker, Joker uh, played by Troy Baker. Uh, he sounds amazing. He's so good at mimicking uh, yeah. Mark Hamill. He's not precise, precisely Mark Hamill, but he's really good at mimicking Mark Hamill. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so he, he's really good at it, but he makes these good little quips at her, and then she grabs a gun out of uh, out of his side and starts firing at Joker, and he's just oh, it's so good, like I love it. Um, it it's just it's a really good scene because like he's just like they're taunt. It's like a couple breakup kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, 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 it was interesting, and then she starts firing into the bulletproof thing. Yeah, which is a funny scene. Because Joker's like, "Oh crap!" And it's like, you know, saying, "Gets yeah. out of the bed." So you have that Warner but, Brother cartoon moment, right? Where he's we're, like, we're <laughs> flinging around and stuff. Uh, but there's speculation that she did it purposefully, yes. uh, to open up the uh, the side panel with the gun. So there's still like a little bit of a mm, yeah, yeah, she's still more than one of those kind of scenes where we're speculative mm-hmm. about speculative about what she's doing yeah. about her her motives, let's say. Um, but uh, yeah, so there there, there was that. Um, uh, Shark swims in the gear from... Well, first of all, they have to plant, plant the device to get everybody in. That's the whole point. Yeah. Is, uh, you know, uh, you know uh, Boomerang has got uh, Killer Frost, who's posing as a corpse. 
going in, but he's not in the system, so he has to be put in the system. Uh, Black Spider is uh, looking like a medic, but he's not in the system yet, so he has a fake ID card. So they're like waiting for the 